Hey, welcome to the Junto Show. I'm Lance, and I'm woke with jokes. Hey, I'm Johnny. Sign up for the venture out. Get some productivity tips and positivity. Just two emails a week. Just one minute to read. Just awesome. I don't know if you just put that just in there. Just? Okay. Yeah. Just, just this. Yeah. Uh, and I am Bo. Um, I enjoy life. Hey. Hey. That beats uh, not enjoying it. So <laughs> There you go. <laughs> I'll take that. All right. And uh, today is Friday... February <laughs> we're working on that eighth, <laughs> two thousand and nineteen. And the Junto is a club. Benjamin Franklin founded way back when America was great. The purpose of the Junto was to debate questions of morals, politics, and natural philosophy. Our show's not quite that stuffy, but here and there we stumble upon something profound between the geeky jokes. So what's going on, guys? Oh, not too much. You know, Lance, I'm always excited to hear about the hot take news <laughs> segment. So what what is happening? Today. Oh, okay. So no, no, uh, a little, uh, no, let's, let's not rush into the hot take news, Bo. Okay. Let's ease, ease it on in. Ease mm, it on in. Okay. So, uh, I hear that the Girl Scouts are out selling the cookies during this time frame or whatever. It must be, I think it's Girl Scout cookie time. What is your favorite Girl Scout cookie? Uh, I think, uh, the caramel popcorn. Caramel popcorn? Oh, wait, that's the Boy Scouts. Sorry. The Boy Scouts sell popcorn? <laughs> yeah, that's what the Boy Scouts yeah, do. Yeah, hey, look, Girl Scouts if I see a Boy Scout selling something, I'm going to push him down and say, Girl Scouts sell stuff. Boy Scouts. <laughs> Build fires. Yeah. <laughs> Stay in your lane. <laughs> so, yeah, so what is your favorite Girl Scout cookie? Oh, uh, Thin Mints, obviously. Thin Mints, uh, right, because yeah. you're not a psychopath, right? Uh, well, I'd say I wouldn't say I'm a psychopath, but... Uh, not a psychopath, because anybody whose favorite Girl Scout cookie isn't Thin Mints must, in fact, be a psychopath. All right, all right, all right, all right. All right. <laughs> this is like an elaborate setup. Okay. Hey, Johnny, what's your favorite Girl Scout cookie? <laughs> Short bread cookies, because they're amazing. Man, mm-hmm. we just lost uh, our two subscribers. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think I've had the shortbread Girl Scout cookies. I've got some right now. I, every time I eat them, I feel like I'm um, I'm from England for some reason. <laughs> like, the accent you, kicks out, comes out too, and yeah, everything. They, they they go, "Hey, Governor, we're gonna eat some shortbread cookies, a biscuit, a biscuit, <laughs> a biscuit, and grab your little tiny teacup, Earl Grey." Oh, can I have uh, two pops of uh, sugar? <laughs> That's your, your 21 Savage impression? I, I guess so, yeah. You guys hear about that? Uh, <laughs> so I, I do also want to <laughs> wish the both of you... Uh, well, thank you. Happy new uh, Lunar New Year's. Oh, You know, I was wondering I if that was a thing. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering if that was a thing I should wish you. Is that a th- yeah, of course. A happy Lunar New Year, Johnny. Yes, uh, it's uh, Vietnamese. is called Dut. And we say Jupong uh, Namai, so that's Happy New Year's. Ah, Jupong Namai. Jupong Namai? Jupong Namai. Jupong Namai. So, yeah, I. Um, Is Chinese New Year and Lunar New Year the same thing? I believe. So, I actually got some history on this. I was going to say, I was at my uh, parents' house doing the traditional New Year's Eve event where my mom cooks a bunch of food and I eat it. <laughs> Sounds um, like fun. Yes, it's fantastic. Is there a, tra- is there a <laughs> particular dish, like uh, for American and or black American, Bo, correct me, New Year, you eat? Black eyed peas, yeah. To celebrate New I year? eat black eyed peas. Okay, so that's just regular New Year. Oh, yeah. I think we do. More, I think it's uh, a southern thing. That might be it. Yeah. Okay. Mm. I th- I, my mom is teaching me more stuff this year and saying uh, vegetarians usually get thing because you don't want to kill animals starting off the New Year's like that. Mm. So a lot of the dishes were vegetarian, and my mom told me that too. By the way, she's like, "Hey, this year vegetarian dishes." I had a, a visible uh, sad face. <laughs> and mom's like, "Don't worry, I'll make one dish with meat in it." I was like, "All right, mom." Uh, but anyway, so as we're talking throughout the night, it's kind of interesting. She was teaching me how, so Chinese, a long time ago, you know, started celebrating the lunar year. But at some point along the way, most of the other Asian countries or the or other Asian countries just didn't adopt it. Hmm. 
except for darn Vietnam. So we stuck with it. So the Chinese and the Vietnam have the same Lunar New Year's, and hence we're on this calendar. But the Japanese have moved away. The Koreans have moved away from it and whatnot. So it's a a thorn in the... Wait, so if the Koreans and Japanese, is it they just do like the Gregorian calendar kind of thing? I'm sure they do that, but they may have their own um, uh, calendar too. I'm not sure. Okay. So here's the thing. So I was at a museum recently, Toots Own Horn, puts pinky finger up, Mm -hmm. and they had some old uh, exhibits or whatever, and they had the numbering system as CE and BCE, you know, for like the years instead of uh, BC and AD. Yeah, I thought that was new, right? That's a new way, right? That's that's the new uh, PC way of doing it, but I think it's the exact same years or whatever. So I'm saying to myself, okay, all the calendars I've ever used living in America are all either uh, before Christ and Anno Domini or whatever, which is like clearly some Christian stuff. Yep. And I'm like, what year system does India or like a Hindu or like Muslim country that don't get down with Jesus for real, like do they use the same year scheme as us? Well, they probably do now because India was a colony of Great Britain, right? Exactly. So I'm like, I'm wondering what is the the non-colonized and also non-Christian, and I have no answer in this. I was just curious, like, it's a thing I wonder in the ether. We don't need to look it up now. <laughs> but, like, what is what, – one, what is that country? I'm sure it's out there. And then what year numbering system do they use divorced from Christ? <laughs> yeah. You, you know, I think – Which I, is, like, a, a number we don't really know for real anyway, right? Which I thought well, – I always thought was weird. Like, we don't oh, know the – when the well, – I don't think it's – I don't think it's actually tied to Christ. Well, it's B.C., which, yeah, but, which makes me assume that the year zero is the year – is quote, unquote, the year Christ was born. That's the, the Yeah, the but it's probably tied to some – what some Roman emperor – you know, first thought it was, and then I think there was a right. So I don't like, think it's the exact. I don't think it's the actual year that Christ was born, but yeah. I think they're selling it much like Christmas is Christ's birthday, which ain't Christ's birthday. Yeah, I, that you know, like you know, like the story behind Christmas was it was a pagan holiday, right? Because mm-hmm. that was the winter festival up in you know these northern countries, and they tried to bring them into uh, the Christian faith, and so they put Christmas around mm-hmm. these. That's why you know you have the major holidays around like spring is you know used to be like uh whenever plants are growing mm-hmm. that's easter uh eggs. yeah eggs you know winter it's christmas uh fall would be uh i guess halloween right oh yeah 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 and that would be like when you do the harvest stuff and is there another one the summer summer was there a big one in the summer fourth of july yeah well for <laughs> the, the ancient mesopotamia used to celebrate that <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <know>. okay mm-hmm. <laughs> that's enough of that but uh it is a thing i wondered though because i'm a classy dude Okay, so uh, after that, we're going to get started with our first segment, Hot Take News. Good evening. I'm Ron Burgundy, and this is what's happening in your world tonight. All right, so even though we're down here in sunny, fairly warm Florida. It's beautiful over here. It's pretty warm today. I was hot. It was hot. It was like 75, 73, 78. The sun was bright, though. It got kind of cold here. It was like a, a smooth 50 or 60 for the last few days. But that said, while it was 50 or 60 here, it was n- what the windshield. It was negative 40 in some of the places in the country. And I was just like, that is madness. It's pure madness. Like Dangerous. I heard, like, you can't wear contacts. You get stuck to your eyeballs. I was going to say condoms. <laughs> <laughs> no, it gets stuck, too. Oh, man. Yeah. I just remember the polar vortex looked like, um, a, like a woman's rack. <laughs> That's all I remember. All right. Well, at least, they, at least they have that. Spoken from a true guy right there. <laughs> so, like, it was so crazy. That the mail stopped being running in, like, Chicago. And that's the the mail's whole shit shtick is that the mail never stops. 
Yep. Through rain, through sleet, through snow, nor hail. But not polar vortex. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> polar vortex. <laughs> Doesn't rhyme, so it couldn't make it into the <laughs> into the thing. All right. Uh, oh, so uh, the new word that I learned uh, here is the vocabulary word for the day, Huntovians. It is a, uh, what is it? What is the word here? A cryosium. Cryosium. What is that? Okay, so I'm dealing with the code, obviously. Cryo. Mm-hmm. Good job. Uh, Nesium. Um, it's an area, place. Okay. Right. Sizem. Sizem. Yeah. So a large fridge. <laughs> <laughs> like seismic? Si- oh, oh it's vibrations. A, it's a it's a ice earthquake. It is an ice earthquake, basically. Ooh, it's a, nice. also known as an ice quake or a frost quake. A seismic event may be caused by a sudden, sudden cracking action in frozen soil or rock, saturated with water or ice. I heard these were happening in Chicago. They were having basically mm-hmm. earthquakes because the ground got so cold that like it was ice quaking. And I, and <laughs> oh. I think that's the plot of the next uh, Gerard Butler movie, too. <laughs> is it really? No. <laughs> <laughs> Geostorm 2. Gerard Butler's agent. I know you listen. The fact that that was so believable means that you're doing a crap, a crap job with this guy's career. <laughs> he was Leonidas. <laughs> and then he was a bunch of other crap. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> next topic. Uh, the national, I mean, the federal director of national intelligence released the national threat assessment for 2019. Uh, did you guys see or read this or hear anything about it? This is the thing that like uh, Trump went against it with, and uh, yeah, that he knows more than his intelligence people. Yeah, his intelligence yeah. people said that these are the things we need to be worried about. And he was like, Nah, you don't need to worry about that. Uh, I didn't read it, but uh, obviously Trump saying that they're naive was the big story right mm-hmm. so the main takeaways from it because uh your boy lance has his finger on the pulse of things that are going to end the world and okay. this is a uh, chock full of them so so, here, <laughs> so here's the rundown it mostly focused on china and russia and terrorism it says that russia whenever it wants to already has the ability to cut off our power whenever they want to in targeted places or whatever it says china can cut our gas lines and so with the temperatures being like negative 40 mm-hmm. in certain places or whatever if they wanted to, they could cut the power and heating gas uh, to the north of the country. And I'm like, I don't even know what. Is this like a, a hacking thing? Yeah, they've got. Uh, it was like I saw the story last year and it was like uh, hackers have got they've hacked into our power grid or whatever. And it was just like a, a blurb. And I'm like, I feel like that's a bigger deal than they're that's, them, that, that's them testing it. Maybe <laughs> uh, they have. They did it. To, I think Russia did it to Ukraine. Like they've got the technology. Well, that's no, that's I think that's different though. That's different than them hacking and stuff. Like I think what it is is Russia supplies Ukraine. No, no, no. They've got they 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 have hacked into our systems. Like well, yeah. I mean, I could I could believe they hacked into our systems, but I think what they did to them was they were saying, "Oh, you want more oil? We're not going to sell you more." Oh, uh, I thought okay. Well, the threat of I thought it was a hacking thing, but whatever. well, it probably is a hacking thing because for us, it's a hacking thing. Yeah, and I think the what they say is you know the commonality of IT programs out there makes it so that if one person can hack one facility, they can hack all the others. And then our stuff is super old school, so I'm just like, Ooh, like. But if they keep it going, then it's unhackable because it's too old school. Mm, I don't know how that works. I, I feel like Windows ninety five has <laughs> s- s- locked in its level of hackability. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's not going to change too much. All right, let me uh, digress from that one just a little bit here. So let's say. Um, you're the leader of something and your experts within your group are telling you one thing, but your gut tells you another thing. Mm-hmm. What do you do? Do you always go with the experts and when do you know to go with your gut? How do you make that kind of determination and decision, you know? Like if I too am an expert in the thing. No, no, you're not an expert, but, but, but let's say it's a, 
hey, we should market using this theme because our analysis shows users will respond well to this marketing theme. And you're like, no, your gut tells you that is a bad marketing theme. Marketing's not a hard science. So I think you are... No, but there's data behind it. They, they've done test subjects. There's A-B testing. They show test trial groups, focus groups, different stuff. And this is the one that registers the best according to the data. I'm more willing to accept uh, a commercial CEO going against his marketing group than I am the same CEO going against his scientists that say that something is poison. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> I, I think that kind of speaks about the leadership, right? So if you're a leader of a group and you don't trust what your group does then I, I don't know maybe you're just like you've you've grown a group but, that's not right but then know? to degree mm, what sure what is a leader there for if a leader is there only to take the recommendations of their experts then what they're there for i mean you might as well just do it the experts know what to do just just do it yeah i, I mean for the hard for, i'm saying for the hard sciences yes hard science soft science it's a fine line there i'm just saying that too psychology hard science soft science soft science Ooh, you just pissed off all the psychologists. They live. <laughs> <laughs> Come at me, psychology <laughs> community. Yeah, I would say I would say uh, that's a pretty tough call. I would probably push back on them and say, like, I would say, okay, my gut is telling me this. Yeah, tell me why I'm wrong. Okay, so um, back to the case in hand. So intelligence, yeah, and analysis, hard science or soft science? Soft, right? Uh, yeah, soft science. Ooh. Uh, Ooh. Turgid. No, because <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think... I think I, it's very soft, right? Yeah, very, very soft. soft. I think Softer it, than the psychology. I think if the IT dude from the Power Grid organization is like, hey, we saw these incursions from Russian IP addresses that put in this bug that <laughs> says they can do it, uh, and then also they did it to Ukraine. Don't quote me on that. Okay. <laughs> I think that when, he's, when he then goes and says, I have, I have seen them take over our our system they can do this yeah i'm not going to be like that doesn't feel right but that's hard that's called hard data not yeah. hard science right there's a difference there because i can show you hard data about marketing tests that shows clearly the majority of people respond better to the blue ad as compared to the green ad that is hard data mm, they'll have you believe that the polling you know that whole deal where you, no, you, you survey a thousand people and then yeah. extrapolate it out to sure. 10 million as long as you have a big enough in um, is uh, and that's what <laughs> I'm never talking extrapolating out of a thousand subjects, 999 of them prefer the blue, one person prefer the green. Yeah, so you know what's data, you know how those thousand people yep. feel. Yes, and but that I, I, I think that the IT dude telling you that the system is, is uh re- ready to get messed up is m- harder to dispute than an opinion poll. Yeah, uh, again, so my main question, just from a leadership perspective, how do you make those? tough call sometimes when your gut tells you one thing and the people are telling you a different thing hey, man, hey if you're the boss go with your gut and then just deal with it but i'm like if the scientists are telling you hey this is poison and you're like well, yeah but you, you're feel the like boss, you have a team for a reason right you you may have your own gut and your own opinions but if the team that you have picked that are the best of the best in the field that you're doing you know your job is to you know collect the amalgamation of data and productivity that they can do and then produce something that is you know perfectly refined right i mean yes and no steve jobs when steve jobs came back to apple he kicked steve jobs out of apple yeah. he was so cocky and then when, uh, for whatever reason and then when he came back he uh he retooled that place like crazy which because well, he said he said these people aren't good enough boom what i'm saying so like that's a part of italian 
I'm saying like there were experts, some of the best in the world at that company who were all gung ho going behind this one direction. And then he, when he came back, he totally rearranged it. Mm -hmm. So like there is an argument to be made that you shouldn't just wrote except what is being said by your team. But at the same time, like, yeah, because if he had been wrong, Steve Jobs example, right? You, you can have like the best army in the world, but if you're, you point them in the wrong direction, they ain't going to do anything right. Right. Yeah. Well, no, exactly. well, they'll kill that thing for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever that thing is, yes. Like the, the Steve Jobs thing. I'm sure through, during the launch of his different products, his team was telling Steve, "We can't make that de- 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 that that due date, that milestone." He's like, "Yeah, you can. You got this." Like I'm telling you, Steve, we can't manufacture and produce that many units and be done in that time frame. And a lot of times they miss their deadline. So his team is telling one thing. He says, "Nope, you're gonna, we're going to go for it anyways." And they missed the launch dates and stuff. Sometimes. I think a lot of times they hit him. You know? but I, I, a lot of times they hit him, but there's I, a couple times they miss. I did not like that particular part of his bio story where yeah. he was just like forcing, like pushing people too yeah. hard. Distortion. But that's, yeah. but that's, I think that's yeah. kind of what his thing is. You know, to be a great leader, you have to kind of know the psychology of, of humans, right? You know, I'm, I'm thinking of like uh, Sun Tzu, right? There's the art of war, right? Mm. And there is a, a saying, it's like, if an army is backed into a corner, they will... I think it's like they'll win because it's like, you know, a cornered rat. They'll fight harder. They'll fight harder, yeah. right? It's and like, so if you were, and so what Sun Tzu had done is he had taken an army and he had kind of split them into and he had put this one his one army into a precarious situation until like a larger force came to him and the smaller army beat them because they had to or, or they would just die, you know. Yeah, that that's a cool story or like the guy that, <laughs> that burned all his boats Ships, or whatever yeah, so his people couldn't Greeks. go yeah. back. But at the same time, like if I if I, I come back home after a hard day at work and I find my wife getting plowed by 1990s era Mike Tyson. <laughs> I'm furious. Or would, you, or would you go? Would you go? Oh, dang it! But, but, Can I have his autograph? <laughs> I'm not fighting him. <laughs> like, there's no like at some point in time, the odds are are just not in your favor, and you're not going to win that war, no matter how motivated you are <laughs> to win that war. <laughs> All right. Okay. So there's that. Uh, look out for Russia and uh, China. China. Okay. China. All right. Uh, this might need to go into the pop culture segment, but let's bring it up here. All right, so my boy Liam Neeson's Liam Neeson's. You guys hear about this? Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So Liam Neeson, uh, he was on a rampage, wishing a black person would give him a reason to kill them because a friend of him, a friend of his, got raped by a black man. This is way back in the day. I was say, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, and back in Scotland, I want, or excuse me, Ireland, I want to say. I, the fact that it's back in the day doesn't really excuse it. Like, I'm done with Liam Neeson. But for people who don't know the backstory, a very close friend of his got raped. He asked, what race was the person that raped his friend? Which is like, why is that the first thing you ask? You know, uh, clue number one. And then so he said he went around for a week just waiting on, uh, I think he said a black bastard, quote unquote, to, to start something with him so he could kill them. Kill. And I'm just like, so we are we canceling Liam Neeson? Or, or what are your guys' thoughts on on this whole thing? It's been circulating in the news. He's apologized and all that stuff like that. What are you guys' thoughts on on, on Liam Neeson? He says that it, you know it shows. Some people are saying that we shouldn't be mad at him because it's a human emotion. Some people are saying that it's unforgivable. Uh, I'm I don't think it's unforgivable, but I don't think it's you know I don't think you should be like you know you go get him, Liam. You know, <laughs> is it as a not the best choice of words there, probably. <laughs> yeah, that, probably, that was a terrible choice of words, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, he said you shouldn't say that, so. Yeah, okay. Uh, is it racist? Uh, I guess so, yeah. I mean, it on the face of it, you wanted to kill someone just because of their race, yeah? Okay. 
Johnny, you think that's racist? Back in the day, yeah. Back in the day. Yeah. What, what's uh, Oh, the, what does that back in the day mean? In the moment when he said it and when he felt it, yes. Okay, so not any particular indication of his current racism. Correct. What do you think about that, Bo? Uh, yeah, I don't know if he's currently a racist person. I mean, I haven't seen tendencies. him. I haven't seen him with a was it a black co star? Right? Have you seen Widows? Widows? Yeah. No. I great seen movie. Him. Great movie. Not making a great case for his not being racist though. <laughs> <laughs> That's a movie. <laughs> yeah. uh, so I I do think that yes, officially technically we don't know if he's racist, but. I have evidence that he is. Not you have evidence. Well, yeah, he's about to kill somebody because they're black. And the first thing he asked was, "What race were they? Like, what is that?" <laughs> so, uh, well, that was also, I don't know. You don't know if that was actually. Did he say that's the first thing he said? Yeah, that's what he said. That's what he. I'm, I can, I'm quoting him here. Oh, I, okay. I can drop the audio well, in the. In the uh, so yeah, so I'm I'm withholding a little bit of my comments because there, I know there's more footage out there of the interview. I haven't watched it. I know he came on into a morning show to further explain his comments, and I have not seen that yet. Nah. So I kind of want to see the whole the full story before I ra- rush to a judgment about the person. Um, so I, I do feel like the comments back in the day were racist. But and here's a plug-in to our Patreon customers. Oh. If you want to uh, give a couple of bucks to uh, patreon.com slash junto show, you can listen to our Too Hot to Handle episode where we talk about this very topic as far as mm. a bad action they took a long time ago, a moral failing, mm-hmm. and should they be forgiven years later and what does that depend upon? And on what basis? On what basis? And all that gets So that was a very thorough conversation we had with some profound conclusion at the end of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm selling. I'm upselling. We here. settled the whole thing. <laughs> so, so in that spirit, mm-hmm. he did this thing a long time ago. I, I don't know how long ago. Race, a- racist action behavior back in the day. Has he paid penance? Has he um, reconciled his emotions? Has Does he feel uh, contrite about it? And there's a lot of factors in there, so I don't think we should rush to a judgment. Just like we shouldn't rush to a judgment about uh, James Gunn, about Kevin Hart, this is about worse. all those folks. This is worse. Like uh, this, this isn't tweets. <laughs> he said he was ready to commit murder <laughs> on on a random black person. Like there's a uh, context and and levels. Kevin Hart wanted to beat up his child, right? Yeah, and then that's a bad, and that's bad. But also, Kevin Hart is a comedian, and that was likely a joke. So. You would factor that into how bad you want to consider that thing. Liam Neeson was like, "Nah, I was looking for somebody to murder on the basis of their of their skin color." And I'm like, if we're not considering that to be unacceptable amounts of racism, that's unacceptable in the day. Yes, mm, I, I, I guess I'm just less willing to forgive that particular. Uh, yeah. Or, or okay. Or so like, here's the thing that bugs me too, right? It, it, uh, with our love and respect, John. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You said that he went on the talk shows the next day, apologizing and, and clarifying. I Which think, I have not seen, so I have no idea. I don't think maybe, maybe, maybe dug a deeper hole. You don't, you don't need to see it. You don't need to see it. I, I think that just <laughs> think at, as a blanket <laughs> rule, a wise person should throw away 99.9% of that next day apology because that person is is trying to save their ass. Like, yeah. Yes, I'm sure there's some percentage of people that really mean it or really are, are uh, contrite or whatever, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but to just like... I think society accepts that apology too much. Well, again, I, at least Lance, Lance don't accept yeah. it as much. I, as I would say, I would say he he said that, and that was forty years ago. There hasn't been any evidence for the past thirty nine years that he's done anything racist, you know, racist. And so I'm kind of like, you know, I kind of look at it, and I'm just like, okay, you know, he had one moment of of moral failing. Look, I mean, it was pretty. The bad. The only one, thing right? that saved him is that it's hard to find a black person in Scotland. In Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, um, so I'm, I'm not. I wouldn't be. So, I'm not so harsh on him, yeah. but I'm like, you know, yeah. hey, you shouldn't have done that. <laughs> so, so I, I do want to divorce my next statements from Liam Neeson's uh, incident here, which is yeah. I'm not at all defending or whatnot. So I'm almost putting this comment I'm about to make in a different area, right? Which oh, is yeah. Liam Neeson. <laughs> which is, um, let's say, I miss say something to you, mm-hmm. right? I'm like, oh man, that's horrible. That's that. Shouldn't I be warranted the time to explain my comments? <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so in that light, maybe there's there's apology in there saying, "Hey, I didn't mean to say that, and here's what I did mean to say, and here's why I messed up." There's a reason behind it, perhaps, and maybe this is part of the whole compassion thing, which is like, let's let let's hear this whole thing out. Let let's really understand what was making up this person's mind when they were saying this thing, right? And 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 see if we can give a benefit of the doubt, because especially like both said, especially if the person has a history of not bad or good deeds or something you know they, all that factors in a little bit i mean that benefit of the doubt like that, that always that, always oh no god no <laughs> no always no i wholeheartedly disagree with always giving people the benefit of the doubt that is a recipe for getting played well i mean I'm not never it's a recipe yeah, but, for but, a happy life but so so i i like to think ignorance that, is bliss yeah so That's so true. maybe i'm a optimist half class full kind of person right i consider that the people in the world have a similar moral compass or similar, you know, try to do what's right, just like me. Like, half of them do. Half, okay, <laughs> half of them do. So, Which leaves the other so four I think, billion. <laughs> I think it's closer to like eighty percent, eighty to eighty five percent of people, maybe even ninety percent. They want to do what's right. No, yeah, I assume want, ninety plus percent. Yeah, 90, you know, <laughs> like if there's, you know, if there is an actual issue, like let's say, you know, I've, I've been through some hurricanes when I was younger, right? Mm-hmm. And everybody lost power. What's the first thing everybody does? What they do is everybody walks outside, they get the, all the chicken that's in the freezer and stuff like that, and then they go over to the guy's house that has the propane grill, and then they start, they have a, like a whole neighborhood cookout, mm-hmm. essentially. So so that's kind of where I come from, where I say, you know, I would give them benefit of the doubt because, you know, I think that my intentions are usually good towards people, so I would think that his intentions are usually good. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. He knows what you're saying. He just disagrees. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Uh, uh, I think that... In that in that case, yes, we're like we're there's an external force pushing people together. I think during the alien invasion, I don't know about that. that it, it's an external <laughs> force. I, I want to say it pushes people together at all. <laughs> there's an external force. It could be pushing people apart. Whereas, like, oh, I better hold on to my food. I'm not sharing anything. Yeah, but you the know? food's going to go bad though. So then people are more willing to share it. That's why they shared it. It wasn't because like, well, I mean, yeah, there was. It, it wasn't like everybody was like, "Hey, let's kumbaya." It was. You know the food's going yeah. bad. Yeah. Hey, what are you guys doing? We this guy has a grill. I mean, you no one's going anywhere. There's no power. There's nothing. Yeah. Let's just all cook out. I mean, because as it stands right now, the statistics say that there one in five children in the United States is food insecure, and this and there is no major push to to fix that. Mm-hmm. So it's just like the people of the country the aren't people. all that generous. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. So this one. Mm, I, I had a, is it about a fire festival? No, nah, no. Nah, I had a long diatribe <laughs> about this thing that I think is an important mm-hmm. thing to keep an eye out for, but I'll, I'll really shorten it for the uh, sake of uh, of time here. So uh, basically, conservative judicial cases are are raising the bar on canceling racist laws. So there was a case uh, in Alabama of a Birmingham. Uh, is that city- a good thing? No, it's it's bad. Okay. I think it's bad. The city so of Birmingham not good news yet. Okay. The, yeah, the city of Birmingham uh, passed a higher minimum wage. Then the state of Alabama basically overturned that law. 
And then the city of Birmingham sued and said, you didn't want us to uh, raise the minimum wage because you're racist. And then the court was like, okay. uh, you, can't, you, didn't, you can't really prove that. And also we're going to make it so that so, – so basically their case was this is a very, very black city that uh, wanted to raise its wage. And the reason that you didn't want us to be able to raise the wage in this black city is because you're racist. City of Alabama. State of Alabama. And then the court was like, you didn't prove that. And now, as a result of that case, it's going to be harder for you to look at the evidence. If the evidence says that a minority uh, party is being hurt by a particular law, unless the law says we are doing this to hurt minority people or whatever minority, then the courts are going to be like, well, it's facially neutral. Therefore, even though the actual effect is that people will be hurt, a particular type of person will be hurt. Because they said that's just a coincidence, not the actual intent of it, unless the law itself says that, which is going to open the door for a bunch of shady stuff to happen under the guise of being facially neutral. And I think that is a really scary prospect that's on the horizon. Right. So I kind of, you know, I, I don't, I would say with taking the racial tinge out of it, I think something similar has happened in Florida. And I would probably think of it more of like state powers versus local powers. Right. So a local city and jurisdiction should have the ability to, you know, uh, have uh, changes, tax laws and uh, its minimum wage laws. Right. Uh, without the state, you know, and, and I completely agree with that. And I think that's a that's a fight that is not just to Alabama. I, I know that's happened in Florida. I can't remember the cases or something like that. But there's like one state that wanted to, uh, you know, raise uh either raise taxes or raise wages like in some like West Palm or something like that. Mm-hmm. And the state said, no, you can't do that. And then it went to like the state Supreme court and they were like, okay, this state actually gets to set these laws. Yeah. I think also in North Carolina, I think uh, like a progressive city in North Carolina, like passed some anti-discrimination law yeah. and then the state over overrode them and said that, no, you, you can't do that. And so I don't know, just like be on the lookout for that. I think it's a, thing that we're going to you know good-minded people are going to need to fight in in the coming years or whatever but i would say i want to do it put on your radar yeah all right uh i think let me see oh okay one last bad story (laughs) oh (laughs) (laughs) this is not that bad okay family tree dna which is a uh, one of the largest private genetic testing companies yeah it's the one i use (laughs) (laughs) uh, what percentage white are you bo uh, what percentage of what? White. Oh, uh, enough. Yes, ninety-eight <laughs> percent. Did you? You did do one of those, didn't you? I did. Yes. Uh, what was your main thing? Where are you from? Uh, it was um Scandinavia, Britain, uh, and Europe, and the Iberian Peninsula. Oh, Iberia. Mm. There's no Native American Indian in you, right? <laughs> no, but I did get. Uh, was it North Northwest Africa? Oh, where? Yeah, and My brother. Um, uh, what else? I got. Uh, I think uh, Eastern European. So that's uh, what it's no, Genghis Khan. Eh? No, Eastern no, European. No. That's it. Wait, Eastern European. Maybe like the Balkans. Which way is the east? Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Close to Russia. <laughs> okay. Uh, family Tree DNA uh, is cooperating with the FBI to give them its agents access to its entire genealogy database. They turned over all the DNA samples that they have uh, to the FBI. That's pretty bad. Yeah, that's pretty bad. <laughs> what, it's what, like, what happened to the right of privacy in that one? Man, I'm sure if you've read your uh, 10, 10, 30 page. Uh, it's like Facebook, right? Yeah, the privacy document or whatever. Yeah, you, you said that you were allowing true. them to do whatever. Yeah. 
says, uh, the partnership first reported by BuzzFeed News marks the first oh, time. Oh, it's BuzzFeed. BuzzFeed's a, a reputable Come news on. place. I would say. Just kidding. I, would, uh, <laughs> I wonder if there's, are, is BuzzFeed reputable? It has a really un, uh, untrustworthy name. I'll give you that. <laughs> it's the number, well, is it number two car in our suit? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, what is it? Uh, you, you, you remember where BuzzFeed started, right? No. It was pretty much just like lists. And it quizzes. was like hot lists. Yeah. yeah. Lists top ten. Top ten this. I am not Hufflepuff. <laughs> BuzzFeed. Yeah. Uh, it says, uh, it's the first time a known uh, consumer DNA kit company has voluntarily given its law enforcement access to a private database. And your boy Lance knew that was going to happen. That's why you're not going to get me. And that is how they get you. So I'm t- uh, anyway. I already got your DNA. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, I'm gonna isolate, I'm gonna isolate that. <laughs> Told on yourself, there. <laughs> okay, uh, so do you want to do your Johnny news, or you want to do the good news? Uh, good news, good news for sure. Okay, they're related. Oh no, no, no. Go ahead. Oh wait, good news. I thought good news was gonna be last thing. Oh, yeah, good news last thing. Are, are we gonna end it? No, you want to do the Johnny news? Uh, okay, well, no, no. Let's wrap yeah. up hot take ish. Yeah. Okay, so and the good news. So we were talking earlier about the polar vortex and how it got to be ungodly cold in the northwest of the uh, north mid <laughs> midwest of the country so there was a woman in chicago uh, oh yeah her name <laughs> candace Payne, a real estate developer uh to my eye i don't think she was a millionaire she was just like a uh you know middle upper middle class lady she saw homeless people on the streets at risk of freezing to death and then she got them hotel rooms so they could stay uh and and be warm and during the polar vortex she called around. Many hotels turned her down, but she found a hotel that would take in the homeless people. The hotels were saying that it would be bad for business to have homeless people in the hotel. But she found some people. She found, and then she posted on Instagram for a van to try to find a way to get the people to the hotel. And then that raised awareness. And she said, overall, she was able to secure 70 hotel rooms for 122 people, getting them off the streets and out of risk of freezing to death during the polar vortex. Fantastic, man. Yeah. Oh, and then part of extra good news. And so she, you know, I was like, where's the GoFundMe for her, right? Because everybody that does anything gets a GoFundMe now and then gets mm-hmm. to be rich, which is like mm-hmm. the new scam. <laughs> Not that she was doing that for that, but like that is, after I saw that, I was like, man, she's about to be a millionaire off GoFundMe. You turning this into bad news? No, I think it's great. She should be rich. Well, I would say if she was under 40, then I would think she goes to GoFundMe. If she's over 40, she probably paid for it herself. Oh, she paid for herself. No, no, I'm saying like once it becomes a viral news story, then somebody sets up a GoFundMe for mm-hmm. her. Oh. And then she gets rich off that, which I'm fine yeah. with. I think that's a Or good the thing. person that set up the GoFundMe. But anyway, she went on the Ellen show and Ellen gave her $50,000. Cool. Well, that's super nice. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Right, so go out there and do good. good on the people. off chance that some celebrity will make you rich. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Johnny, uh, have you seen anything in the news that you thought was worth bringing up? No, not really. Why? <laughs> All right. And <laughs> <laughs> oh, the one Johnny news I had that I wanted to bring it was the uh, well, it's not really good news, so I don't want to end it on a bad note. But you know, the I guess the Democrats tried proposing a uh, a national holiday for uh, Election Day, so people can make it easier to get to elections and yeah, such. Right. Replace Columbus Day, right? I think, uh, or merge with Veterans Day was another okay. proposal too, perhaps. Yeah. Okay, I guess Veterans Day is closer to November the Election Day, right. but I think uh, it, so. Sandusky, Ohio. They uh, actually passed a law, and it's going to infect <laughs> effect this year to uh, cancel Columbus Day as a holiday, which we should all be doing because mm-hmm. Columbus is a bad dude, and uh, then move that holiday to Election Day and make it a federal holiday, Good. which I think is like the perfect compromise solution. Also, can, when is when is Columbus can, Day? Can they make a federal holiday? Well, why not? 
Well, no, I guess it's a state holiday. State holiday. There you yeah, go. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Like a Robert E. Lee, yeah. Lee Day in Alabama. Yeah. Uh, do you guys know <laughs> when Columbus Day is? Uh, what month? June. Exactly. <laughs> so nobody, <laughs> nobody knows or cares when it is. So <laughs> it's. I think it's in October. Yeah. <laughs> I looked it up. All, all right. right. And that's the hot take news. For all of us here at News Center 4, I'm Ron Burgundy. You stay classy, San Diego. Hey, welcome back, everybody. I'm Johnny. I'm, I'm, I'm Bo. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to be ashamed of, Bo. Say it proud. I'm Bo. And you're proud. <laughs> I'm so proud. <laughs> All right, guys. Let's get into the captain's ready room. Let's do this thing. I believe that I can do more. Hasn't that been the problem all along? You've never been willing to do what's necessary to attain it. So for today's topic, I want to propose to you guys, I want to learn a little bit culturally about uh, how you all learned about finances. I don't want to speak for the culture. <laughs> you got to speak for the culture. This is why we're here. We've got the white guy, the black guy, and the Asian guy. Yeah, yeah. yogurt. <laughs> I wouldn't represent the culture well. Because um, in light of the uh, furloughed federal employees, um, there's some data thrown around and such like that. And one I saw was 40% of Americans live paycheck to paycheck, which is quite staggering to me. And I don't want to get too much into the well, systemic issues of why that is. I'm a bit more interested on the cultural as far as how did we personally grow up learning finances and how, what what are we seeing out there? Man, yeah. So one, you can't divorce the systemic issue. Like no matter what your culture is, I knew you, I couldn't. <laughs> you, you can't you can't divorce the circumstances under which an entire uh, population of people have been subjected to for the entirety of the time they've been in the country. So uh, that said, though, uh, the reasons that I'm bad with money is not because of my blackness. It's just because I'm bad with money. <laughs> okay, but you know there are probably uh, you know I could make the case if I was writing an essay for college that is uh, the man's fault. That I'm that I'm bad with money, but uh, I think most of it's just me. <laughs> so, so growing up though, um, you personally, or maybe in the black community, as far as you know, Man. is there like a certain <laughs> well, say, maybe just say from your own personal experience? Yeah, I'm not talking. So, yeah, th- disclaimer so, for this segment: I am not speaking for the black community. <laughs> what? Well, so why not? Because uh, I don't think I, one. I don't know the black financial experience. Like I have friends who have rental homes and are starting businesses or whatever, and then I set my goal to be a worker bee at a company. Uh, and that's what I ended up doing. And my friends that are bigger hustlers than me are have side businesses, uh, have two and three jobs, have all kind of stuff that they're doing, and they're just just as black as me. And I don't think that it's uh, the black community is not a monolith in this in this in this instance. So oh, okay, so maybe that's fair enough to say that there's no cultural distinction that you at least observed. Yeah, nah. I, th- I think uh, it's it's too disparate in the black community, is my experience, for me to be like this is the black financial experience, or whatever. Minus like now, if I the thing that I will say, if you want to say, Lance, what do you think about black people and money, or whatever? I'll say that if the bank finds out that you're black, they'll give you a higher interest rate. Uh, that uh, car companies, and there have been studies that show this, they'll give you a higher mortgage um, interest rate or higher car loan rate. Or they won't let you buy in a certain neighborhoods and things like that. So it's harder to accumulate wealth. And so generational wealth in the black community is lower. I'll say that. But Lance has had every opportunity in the world and is just uh, not doing the best job. <laughs> uh, you're doing great, man. You're doing great. You're doing great. So anything from your side, Bo? Um, I can only talk from personal experience because, you know, everybody's different, right? Um 
So I think growing it, up, it, 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 there now, like generally speaking, I think that there are trends and there are things you can notice about certain stuff. Mm-hmm. This particular one doesn't strike me as a thing that I want. I'm confident saying is a universalizable experience. Please. Okay. Well, uh, so I grew up. Uh, my parents gave me. Uh, you know, this was back when you used to have to have you balance a checkbook. So they gave me a savings account. They gave me a checkbook, and they said, "Okay, we'll put so much money." You know, like I don't remember. It was like twenty five dollars a month or something like that into hmm. my checking account how, and how, how old were you i think they started when i was like around eight or something Damn, like that. Eight. Wow. you know i think See, my mom got me a checking account when i was maybe in my early teens or whatever and uh, told me to put money into it i didn't yeah. go until i was 16 yeah. yeah yeah so you know i started when when i was real young and then i, I remember when i went to uh get my first job uh, which was mcdonald's <laughs> hey. so you would uh you know what i do is i'd get my paycheck and then my i would my parents would be like, okay, now take this much money and put it into your savings account, right? And the rest of the money you get to do whatever with. And that was that was pretty much, you know, my... And how much did they put in the savings account, like percentage-wise of your paycheck? Uh, I don't know. I think they let me pick. So it wasn't much, but it was, you know, it was... <laughs> $1 to savings <laughs> and the rest goes to checking. No, it was... I actually, like, I did save a lot of money because I lived at the house and, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't really do anything. Uh, and then as I got older, I think um, uh, me and my... You know, it used to be every Sunday I'd be on the phone with my uh, my parents, and what we'd do is we'd uh, go over stock studies. <laughs> Where? How old were you when you did this? Oh, this was oh man, this maybe twenties, so early twenties. Nah, doing that. Nobody's ever talked to me about stocks. Yeah, so early twenties, out out of college or at the edge of college. Yeah, so the so out of college we did the my parents and me we did the stock studies, and then when I was younger, we would like look at mutual funds and stuff like that. So, but it was, it was good and bad because my parents put all of my, uh, college education into mutual funds. And then when the downturn hit the nineties, that went, that went all my college Ooh. money. So, but yeah. which is fine, you know, I mean, yeah. I don't really care. So, yeah, I remember, so when I was about 16, my dad, uh, put my college fund into this, uh, upstart company called, uh, if I remember correctly, I think it was like Enron. <laughs> I was going to say Enron <laughs> too. <laughs> nah, but so as you were talking, right. I was like, I had the the checking account or savings account that I had from Alabama in high school. I don't know that I closed it. <laughs> Ooh, you got some money there, man. <laughs> yeah, I might have like Bitcoin billions sitting in some old Alabama uh, <laughs> bank <laughs> that I should like check on. I don't know. You just call them, but hey, I'm yeah. Hey, I'm me. <laughs> Give me my my uh, shopping cart boy money. <laughs> they probably just uh, surface feed you out. I know, right? That's funny. Yeah. I well, probably owe them money. I'm going to call them like, what's up? Let me get this, let me get this bank. I'm like, oh, sir, glad we found you. <laughs> okay, so, so Johnny, did, uh, were you ever sat down and told the birds and bees of finance? <laughs> <laughs> Not so much, actually. Like, I, I think I learned from school, elementary school. What? Yeah, in elementary school, you know, they, they show you all the different denominations of coins and money and stuff, but they also ta- taught me how to write checks. Yeah, here's a check. Here's where you in elementary school. Elementary school. Kind of. Yeah, I remember doing money stuff like yeah. when I was in kindergarten and stuff like that. Yeah, maybe like, like the denomination, but writing a check. Writing a check. Here's where you put the number in. Here's how you have to write out the number. Here's who you make it to, and then the most importantly is the balancing of it. So that you get your fake balancing cheat sheet, and you start writing in there. Everybody start with five hundred dollars, and then let's write a check for this. How much you have left? See, okay, let's write another check. What happens? Ooh, that's too much, everybody. That's why you need to balance your ba- your your uh, checkbook. Do you sit down and balance your checkbook? 
I think I did that for like the first maybe like four months when I had it. But afterwards, I was like, I kind of kept like a running tab. I was like, yeah, I got more than 50 bucks. I'm okay. You know? <laughs> yeah. Do you sit down and like I, do um, the math to check to make sure the bank's I math is right? No. Every two weeks. For real? Yes. You do the math. You add it up. I don't add it up anymore. Back in the day when I actually managed paper, uh, pens, a pen to checkbook, I did do it every month, I think it is. Mm-hmm. But these days I do it, I track it all online and it categorizes all the things for me. So, mm-hmm. so if anything, I go online and check, are there any earnest charges, fraud charges? Yeah. Did they charge me correctly? Did they double charge me? That that kind of stuff. So yeah. I just make sure that's all squared away. Yeah, I go into my credit card and I scroll. I'm like, damn, Amazon, fuck Amazon, Amazon. <laughs> Ooh, damn, Amazon, yeah. <laughs> Netflix. Yeah, I always do that and I'm like, I look and I go, I don't remember buying that. And I think back and I go, yeah, I did stop and get that that, that <laughs> hoagie from. This happened once to me. I felt so bad. Like I thought it was an earnest charge. I disputed it. I got it off my thing. Then like afterwards, like, oh yeah, I did buy that. <laughs> I was like, oh no! I almost called the cops on my sister. So like, uh, my sister asked for my uh, my my Amazon. To, I mean, not that Amazon's tracking this or whatever. So, so, so that, uh, <laughs> I think she was trying to watch a show or something like that. And then I saw that somebody had bought some stuff. Like I was like, I wouldn't. Like this is clearly some girl stuff or whatever. I was like, I don't wear this stuff or whatever. I was like, somebody got in my Amazon account. I was like, this is fraud. I need to call the police. I want you to tra-. and I'm like, this stupid mf put their address on it. I was like, send the cops to this house and get them. And then my sister was like, hey, uh, I sent some stuff. I'm like, what happened? I never got it or whatever. I was like, oh, that's you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh. So I, I put the uh, two-factor authentication on. <laughs> Take that, sister. <laughs> I was going to say, like, I think the most uh, profound thing was just observing my parents growing up. There's no you know, particular moment or something, but just watching them shop for things. So we never bought anything full price. It was always on sale, plus an additional discount. So I was like, that's just ingrained in me. It's like, okay, How growing you, up now, wait, I don't buy things full price. What is this additional discount? Like, what's the, the tea on that? <laughs> How do we get extra discounts on stuff? Oh, you got to wait for the super sales. Oh, like, super, okay. Super yeah, sales. Like, like you go into a, a store in the mall, you go in the back, there's a rack that's on sale, mm-hmm. but you wait for a certain time of the year, it's like, take an additional 50% off. So it's already on clearance, then you take additional. That's when you buy it. Yeah, take the old pocket knife out uh, and scratch the box up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> winky, winky. <laughs> you know, so anyways. You think you're good with money, Bo? No. Uh, I know people who are good with money. I'm not one of those. You good yeah. with money, Johnny? I'm all right. Yeah. I think I'm all right. I, I think I'm, I think we know people who are like way better, too. I'm like, man, how do you afford all that stuff or right. invest all that stuff? Like, we make the same amount, yet you've like invested it like and grown whatever crazy stuff. Like, when I'm on the street and I ride by some young guy in a Bentley or whatever, and I'm just like, what are you, like, what are you doing? Yeah. yeah. It's like, you better be a drug dealer, buddy. Otherwise... I need to know what's going on. <laughs> you better be out here, just, you know, robbing people. I don't so, know. <laughs> so, so do we have personal philosophy? So maybe bring it back a little bit to living, not living paycheck to paycheck. Hopefully, do we have personal See, philosophies as far as, hey, let let me make sure I save X amount. Okay, so for rainy days. Uh, well, yeah, you, you should, and also the framing of that is some type of stuff where it's like the people that are living paycheck, paycheck to paycheck are doing so because of some type of mismanagement of their funds, which I wholeheartedly disagree with. Agreed. No, I'm not alluding that whatsoever okay. at all. And I, if I inadvertently did so, I uh, apologize for that piece of it. Okay, that's the vibe um, I Sorry. No, I, no. Apo- I apologize, Sean. I should give you the benefit <laughs> of the doubt. <laughs> you should. <laughs> <laughs> so, so how the, do the three of us not live paycheck to paycheck, though? Well, I make a you know pretty good living, and then uh, spend less than you make. 
Pro tip. <laughs> pro tip. Pro tip. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think that's kind of the thing. I think. Like, the, do you save one month of salary? Three well, months th- of salary? Yeah, Six months. months? Right. So the rule of thumb, right, three months of salary for rainy day, right? And then you take the rest and, three months. That's you know, you, you try to put in something that's a vehicle that's going to, you know, have some kind of return on your investment, right? So I, you know, I guess my vehicle is the stocks, right? You know, whatever I do with my extra money. Uh, but I know you, you have houses and real estate and stuff like that. Just right? one. Yes. Just one. Uh, or two. Yeah. So, I mean, you just got to, you have to, you have to get to a point and this is like the, the struggle I think of, you know, a person, you know, first you come out of school and you're in debt and my philosophy was, you know, and I didn't succeed at this, but like try to get out of debt as quick as possible. Mm-hmm. Right. You try to get out of your credit card debt. You try to get out of your student loans as quick as possible. And you know, after that, then you start kind of building your, and then you buy a house and get a massive debt. Yeah. 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 But there's some that's like, you know, uh, that it's kind of hard to get away from like house debt is one of those things where, but the, but the good thing though, is you, you buy a house and then after five years, right. Cause I remember when I first moved to Orlando, rent was for us was about like 850 or something like that. It's gone up a bit. Yeah, it's gone up, and it's like it's gonna be like twelve hundred, thirteen hundred dollars. If you buy a house, your rent actually is gonna go. Well, it won't go down because of the amortization, but you know your rent's gonna stay the same essentially for the the, the amount of time that you stay in that house. Yeah. So everybody else's rent is gonna go up, and yours is gonna stay the same. So as long as you can say, you know, I can pay this rent with, mm-hmm. you know, if you're with uh, someone else, I can pay this rent by myself uh, in case there's some something that happens with the other person. Then you know, then we're okay, you know, kind of thing. Yeah, it's a, uh, it's pretty good. You should be able to pay your rent <laughs> or your mortgage. <laughs> yeah, you should be able to pay your mortgage. Yeah, yeah. Guess that's it. You got any, got any <laughs> tips there, Johnny? You're the uh, so oh. you're the self professed best person with money. Out no the, man, out of the I, I, I'm, give I'm the, something. I'm the guy who self professed investing in movie pass though. You should. I, I wish I sat down with Bo's parents. Apparently, well, stocks. Yeah, so oh, the, I checked the other day. It's down to eleven dollars. It went from sixteen dollars down to eleven dollars. <laughs> so I think some of the things like <laughs> eleven cents. I think you mean. The, <laughs> oh, you mean you're the monthly total. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do want to say something about like finances and like ways to save money, right? Mm-hmm. And this is something you know I don't know, but I I I know the, the implications of it. Um, Right. Uh, never go out to eat, you know, always cook your own food kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Big yeah. Savings. Bring your own lunches, yep. you know, do your own breakfasts kind of things. I do remember that uh, I used to work at McDonald's and if you work at a restaurant, you snack on the food there. So you your food bill goes down to like zero. So essentially you're, mm. you're cooking and eating. Pro tip, work at McDonald's. Well, yeah. <laughs> if you work at a restaurant, essentially you're snacking the whole entire time. I All think right. that, I think uh, what you save in, in food cost, you'll make up in for calories. in diabetes <laughs> yeah so you know there's, there's a cost benefit there but i do remember when i went from working in restaurants to working other places my food bill went up like five hundred dollars yeah i can see that because it was what's your grocery bill for for a week bill my grocery bill for a week uh well so good thing is uh i don't pay for it but it'd probably be around 150 160 just for you not the fat not the house oh uh well i eat a lot i eat most of it so probably about 100 <laughs> some Okay, so 160 for the house, 140 for you. Got it. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's probably pretty accurate. I, you know, I think if I was uh, to be really cheap about it, and I think this is one thing that, you know, I don't do that my my parents would do is we would eat a lot of beans and rice, like mm. that was the staple. You'd have beans and rice and hot sauce. You know. Oh wow. And that was because, <laughs> yeah, I I couldn't stand beans and rice, but you put a little hot sauce on it's pretty good. <laughs> All right. yeah. What kind of beans? Uh, like black beans. Okay. Mm, nice. What about you, like how, how much food? do you spend a, in a week on food or so, on groceries? 
So the audience can't see this, but I'm about to show you two my budget right here. So I use okay. a, a program called mint.com, mm -hmm. plug in all your information and categorizes and everything. And I set my own budgets for different certain categories I want to track. And right. a week? A month. Okay, good. Dad. I was like, <laughs> I was like, geez, Louise. <laughs> <laughs> so per month, uh, I'm roughly spending, let's see here. Oh, you going to say the number? Yeah, I'll say a number. Oh, so I'm, I, I spend roughly about uh, 200 bucks on gas. I spend uh, 350 bucks on bills and utilities. Um, groceries, the one you're asking. I spend uh, 270-ish. A month. A month. That is, that is like half of what we spend. But I also spend three hundred dollars in restaurants. Yeah. Okay. So so between food, groceries, and restaurants, that's that. So it's over five hundred bucks for that piece of it right there okay. for me, one person. So the one so uh, percent, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the the joke I was saying around to some friends earlier was um, I track how much coffee I spend. <laughs> so that 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 that's how far I manage my yeah. budget. Sometimes. But you you have a coffee maker though. I do, but I still go to Starbucks a lot. Yeah, well, that's so. it. that's more like a, a Wi-Fi outside the house cost. <laughs> I did yeah. that with uh, Mountain Dew, and yeah. I think I'm, <laughs> I'm like, uh, well, I don't know. You're probably the same with like the energy sodas and stuff. I used to be, uh, but, but I'm like 150 a month in Mountain no. Dew. No, <laughs> you're what? How yeah. is that impossible? He's literally a Mountain of Dew. <laughs> yeah, I know <laughs> that's more Mountain Dew than water. Well, now I'm trying to think. How can you even do that? It's uh, it might you be bathe a in it. No, it says two Mountain Dews per day, right? Thirty days a week. You drink Mountain it's, Dew like Trump drinks diet. <laughs> yeah, diet Coke. I, I, my, I was drinking some Mountain Dew. My boss, he he looks at me and he was like, "You know, I'm worried about you. <laughs> you drink, you drink a lot of Mountain Dew." And I was like, "You know, it didn't bother me so much before, but now I wake up and if I haven't had a Mountain Dew or anything." Yeah, I like. I feel like I have diabetes. You were doing so good for a while there. I know. I know for a while you're off soda. That, does yeah. your your inner yeah. snowboarder like <laughs> nothing's extreme enough in your stomach <laughs> if you don't have that amount of Dew? No, I, you should I, really I, drink through a straw too. You're rotting your teeth. Yeah, that probably is true. Yeah. <laughs> mm, yeah. Didn't think about that. Yeah, that's how to get you. So yeah, I used to drink yeah, um, <laughs> um, uh, a lot of Red Bulls and then a five hour energy. Turns out if you drink two, you get two times the five hours, not ten hours of energy. That's math. <laughs> and um, and then I was just at the doctor, you know, doing regular doctor stuff or whatever. And I was like, hey, doctor, I drink a lot of Red Bulls or whatever. Is that okay? He was like, no, stop. Drink coffee. And then I started on coffee. And that's when my coffee kickstarted. Also, you should go to – if you're drinking 150 bucks in Mountain Dew in a month, it's worth it for you to get a Sam's Club membership yeah. to go buy a pallet of Mountain Dew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, that's what, that's what Ali would tell me. But I, I keep telling myself, I'm going to stop today. I'm going to stop drinking Mountain Dew today, and then I like kind of walk over to the soda machine. Yeah, I just did a whole series on habit forming. Yeah. So series? What the hell is this? Like, when is it? What, what, what are you doing a series? What, on uh, what the, the, the venture out. The, the venture out. Yes, because I subscribe, and I love it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, th this isn't, this <laughs> isn't, a test. This isn't habit. This is like breaking addiction. No, no. It is a habit. It's a habit of... A habit is just an addiction that you don't... That you don't... That you're ashamed of. <laughs> well, okay, so... <laughs> I would I would consider Wait, it probably closer to an addiction. An addiction is a habit you're ashamed of. Yeah. Yes. I would say I'm ashamed of drinking Mountain Dew every day, but uh, I, you know, like if I don't have it, my body has like a physical response that's like I need it. You know. But clearly, you, you know, the body will break out of it. Yeah, I mean, it'll, I it'll go through a couple of days, whatever it breaks out. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I a can days stop cold drinking. Sweats, uh, you know, so so here's the thing. Here's how you break the habit: is to to reinforce it with negative uh, deterrence, right? Or w w with with deterrence. Right? Like every so. time I get a Mountain Dew, I slap myself. <laughs> every time you drink Mountain Dew, you give me $5. I was about to say that. <laughs> okay. Every time you drink a Mountain Dew, you each of us $1. Why, why are you talking that? 
I want a dollar too. Man. I want. I want him to actually buy into this. How would he gave you? I mean, it, it probably is better for me to do something. I don't know. Like if I drink about no, I get tased or something. You know? <laughs> A <laughs> <laughs> guy jumps out of nowhere. No. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's probably. I think that is literally a Mountain Dew commercial. <laughs> <laughs> Macho Man just jumps out, <laughs> tases you. Extreme. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so well, hopefully our audience got some profound pro tips on that uh, segment there. So. All right, we'll be back with our famous segment. Save money, switch to Bella Yellow. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, welcome back to the Hunter Show, and I'm a bastard, orphan, son of a whore, and a Scotsman. Nice. <laughs> yeah. I, I am Johnny. That's it. <laughs> yeah. And I am Bo, and um, if I'm not mistaken, that is the uh, lyrical, whimsical rhyming of, um, I don't know. Oh, really? Hamilton. Oh, I thought you did now. I don't know. Uh, Alexander Hamilton, oh, Alexander yeah, Hamilton, yeah, America yeah, yeah. sings for you. The villainous Hamilton. Oh, poor, you think he's the villain of that show? Poor Aaron Burr. <laughs> so I have read. Uh, so the spoiler alert: I saw the Hamilton musical recently, and I've been a big Hamilton fan for years. And it finally came to town, and uh, I was uh, lucky enough to for one of my good friends to get tickets and uh, have me as her second. So shout out to her, and uh, went to go see it and got my mind blown. It was everything I wanted it to be, and it was so great. So. I've been such a fan. I read the the Chernow book on which the Hamilton musical is based, and I just finished a book about Aaron Burr. <laughs> All right. So the verdict? He gets a bad rap. Uh, based, Aaron Burr? Based on the book about Aaron Burr, he, I, I, he's painted as, as such a villain in everything that you've ever seen about him. And the book is just like he's hated by everybody. But he's not a bad dude, and he's just trying his best. You know, he got tried for treason <laughs> after after he uh, not for shooting Hamilton, but for like uh, spoiler alert, but um, for some plot to like uh, take over the Mexican territory of Texas or whatever like that. But like on behalf of America, but they were like, "Don't go start." A, I don't know. It, it was like some stuff that you wouldn't have got tried for if people didn't hate you. <laughs> yeah. But then, that, and then that happened like twenty years ago. We pretty much took over Texas from Mexico. Like ago. From the time frame, you're saying, from the Aaron Burr Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we had later, the Mexican-American War. Yeah, yeah it happened shortly, yeah, which is the thing. And yeah. so, like, he got tried for treason, but, like, not convicted. And not even, like, really, the evidence against him was really um, flawed or whatever. It wasn't even close. And it was just like, they only brought that because they don't like you. And I'm just like, <laughs> he was really unlike dude. But, but he it, made it real far. It is a fantastic play, though. So I, I walked in not knowing anything about the Hamilton show besides the hype behind it. And I think you the... Didn't know, uh, did you know that he was going to get shot? Maybe, maybe not. Who, but who what, shot Alexander Hamilton? Aaron Burr. Aaron Burr. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what what uh, I did do, which was fantastic, uh, some friends gave me this advice, was just to read a synopsis of the play beforehand, which I did. It's called a history book, Johnny. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I call it a synopsis on, on Wikipedia. Um, so, yeah, it was great. It, it helped me follow along the Hamilton thing, and it's uh, super profound. Songs are good, and there's some emotional stuff that happens in there that I, that I really resonated to, be, besides the character of Aaron Burr, too. Who's your favorite character, Johnny? Um, Burr. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. I think Burr had a complicated personality. They, okay, so the whole thing about Burr in the show, and it, it, this isn't the Hamilton Hour, is that he uh, talk, it is now. talk less, smile more. He was like, uh, and he was accused of not letting his political positions be known in the sake of making himself more likable to people or whatever. Ham, Hamilton's critique was that Burr uh, was a rudderless man with no morals. And from what I can tell from the book I read, 
that was just some trash talk that Hamilton was doing. And Burr, as a prominent politician of his day, clearly let his position to be known and did a lot of stuff. He made it to be vice president. And it's just something Hamilton didn't like, so he kept saying it. <laughs> Smile. Don't let them know what you're thinking. I mean, that's not the worst advice. I mean, it, it could be actually profound in certain cir- circumstances. You like him for the wrong reason. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. <A> tactician. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he made you it far. And, 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 and all he wanted to do was be at the table where the decisions were being made. Who doesn't want to be? All right. Who who wants to have other people decide their fate for them? So he just wants to be in the room. A lot of people deciding. Yeah. But I, I don't know if it's the right thing. Yeah. <laughs> it does remind me of, uh, remember Mars Attacks? Yeah, great movie. I just watched it recently, actually. Yeah, and uh, the guy that goes out <laughs> and greets the, 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 the Martians when they first land. <laughs> yeah. And I remember he was, uh, he was talking to his wife, right? And he was like, you know, you were right. If I just didn't say anything and I smiled a lot, then I'd, uh, you know, get in this high <laughs> position. And he goes and... Is that Pierce Brosnan? Uh, I don't know. No, nah, nah, I think... Uh, I know he's a scientist. Was I thought it was a general. I forget who it was. But yeah. what happened to him? Uh, he, got, he got killed. So he got vaporized. <laughs> yeah, he got vaporized. <laughs> yeah. Spoiler awesome. alert. Yeah, movie's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Johnny did the, uh, this way. All right, so what do you guys... Uh, let's start with... Let's start with Johnny today. Usually we start with Bo. Johnny, what are you uh, partaking in in the old uh, pop culture realm? I am partaking in the best... TV show I've seen in a while. Ooh. Uh, okay, I know what you're going to say. Uh, you know you you know what I'm going to say. Star Trek Discovery. Ah. Yes. Okay. So, recently got together with the friends again and with the viewing party we saw season 2 episodes 1 and 2. Fantastic. I so I I did walk out much more uh, amped up than my other friends, but we all <laughs> did like it and I really did think the production value is just as good as season 1, if not better. Um, the action sequences, the plot kept you going the whole way through. It, it really felt like a movie in an in a one hour show, you know. So I was like, "Wow, what a bargain!" I'm getting like a movie in every episode. This is good stuff. Are they fist fighting Klingons? No, no Klingons. The Klingon war has uh, been resolved after oh. season one. Okay, and uh, so now we're all embarking on a new embarking on a new journey. There you go, good man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good man. So, so yeah, definitely enjoying that. Uh, what I'm not enjoying was the Super Bowl. Did y'all watch that? Uh, it's it's a forgettable one. Yeah, yeah. I start. I, I watched it, but uh, about halfway through, my knees started hurting from kneeling for, during the entire time. So, <laughs> <laughs> yep. I watched it. Was, I, oh, I was in a place where it was on, and nobody was actually watching it, which I thought was yeah. interesting. Yeah, the, the, I, I was listening to uh, Pop Culture Happy Hour, so like devoid before hearing about anything or seeing by, I was just checking my own emotions about the Super Bowl. I was like, it seemed boring, low score, lowest ever. Lowest ever. Even the halftime show, I, I caught a little bit of it, but for some reason, I just wasn't interested. Right? Are you a Maroon Five man? I am. I've seen them in concert live. I think uh, they're great. Mm. All right. But then when I heard Pop Culture Happy Hour talk about it, they had a similar experience too, which is nobody was really watching the game. And then when the halftime show, usually halftime shows, people rush towards the TV to see what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. But uh, the party they were at, I've never everybody been to a just party like, that. like if you if you if you run to the TV to watch a halftime show. Beyonce. I don't want to be at that party. <laughs> the party I was at, uh, let's just say, was a little bit more urban. The year that they did Beyonce Oof. there, and uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> it was uh, a okay. yeah. the house ca- probably tilted on the towards the TV side. Yeah. Captive audience. <laughs> yes, yeah, yes. I'm there to watch football. Well, yeah. if you uh, give me a choice between football and Beyonce, I'm going to take uh, Beyonce. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I like how you looked at me like there was going to be like like the answer might not be Beyonce. <laughs> like Ooh, you looked, where is it going to be? With anticipation, like there was a chance I was going to say football. <laughs> well, you might have said Maroon Five. Yeah. <laughs> 
Okay. <laughs> but, but even the commercials. Did, do you all remember any commercials? I don't remember were... a single commercial. for the, And I am, for my entire uh, uh, conscious life or whatever, I have been a huge fan of yeah. Super Bowl commercials. And this year... Not a, not even the Cardi B one. I assume yeah. she had one. Like the next yeah, the, day, the you talk about one, yeah. this stuff. I didn't see. I don't I have no idea. Yeah. And even like I like the day after. So on days when I've missed them, whatever, they, at least you'll see the like the best commercials from the Super Bowl. Yeah. I, I didn't even see those right. stories. Nobody's even talking about anything. Yeah. It's a uh, it's some, some wild stuff, man. <laughs> I, I say the only takeaway I got from the Super Bowl was the, the new thirty second clip of Avengers Endgame. Didn't watch it. I'm watching them all, man. I don't care. I'm watching it all. The TV. I did see a trailer for what other trailers did we get? Hobbs and Shaw. That yes, the Hobbs and Shaw. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Uh, Fast and Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw. Is uh, this looks like they're leaning? (laughs) (laughs) Fast and Furious presents. uh, It sounds like a guy by the like a fireplace (laughs) in his den, and he's like, "Well, I don't know. I can't do it." He closes. He closes his big book. Yep. Turns in his rocking chair and <laughs> leans towards you in the fire. Fast and Furious presents for the second time this year. <laughs> then a charger just <laughs> crashes through the door and runs him over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yep. uh, it looks it looks amazing. Best movie of the year. Okay. Uh, Avengers in game nine point nine. Hobbs and Shaw nine point eight. <laughs> right. Actually, I thought Hobbs and Shaw looked better than the Avengers trailer. Mm-hmm. See. Yeah. All right. But it's also a longer trailer too. I'll give I'll give out to be fair. And the last thing I want to talk about, and this will segue into Bose as well, is we watched uh, Velvet Buzzsaw. Yep. Starring Jake Gyllenhaal as a Netflix original movie. And I thought it was great. I was not a fan at all of a Nightcrawler. I know I know you love that movie, Lance. I was not a fan of Nightcrawler Why at not? all. It's curious. I don't think it was Going anywhere at the end of the movie, I felt like, what did I get aw- take away from this thing? And I just felt disturbed the whole time. Yeah, that's the point. Yeah, I, I, I don't need to see that movie. I bet if you saw it in a better mood. I feel like that's you got to kind of be in the right mindset for it. Yeah, it's going to yeah, be like a dark, rainy night when you watch it or something. All right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think that's one of my favorite movies. Like, yeah. I, I'm going to rewatch it. Okay, so but what did you think of Velvet Buzzsaw, the well, Netflix original? So Velvet Buzzsaw, I would say the production quality and the acting in that movie was... It's it's a movie that you would go see at the theater. It is no joke a, a good movie. I would say that uh, it's probably, you know, like three out of four stars for me. Um, I would say that some of the, uh, I guess, uh, the deaths kind of pulled their punches, you know, a little bit. And I think um, there's some of the story didn't quite... Uh, uh, what is it called? It didn't make sense. Yeah, well, it didn't it didn't climax to the right to the level that I thought it could have. Well, I think if yeah. I recall correctly, when we were watching it the whole time, you were like, Johnny, when do the lobsters come out? <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it, it was it's a it's a great movie, and it's uh, cinematically it's it's really uh, I don't know what you call it. it's pretty. I guess um, it is it is kind of not it is kind of uh, when you watch Jake Gyllenhaal act. You know, it's amazing. It, it's, it's. He really went for it with this role. I'll say, yeah. <laughs> it is one thing where you know you watch Jake Gyllenhaal act, and you watch you watch a movie, and you're like, okay, this is a story I can get into, and then you watch this movie, and then you you recognize that how good this person is at expressing certain emotions, right? And so you're like, oh, he's act. You know, like I'm cognizant of the fact that he's acting, and that he is a good actor, mm-hmm. and so that's when I when I watch Jake Gyllenhaal, I'm like, should I like that more about a movie or? Should I not like it so much because now I'm recognizing his acting instead of the story that is being presented? Oh, if he's acting too good, you're like, I can't enjoy this movie. It's it's too good. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. It's like, I don't know. You you can, 
it just kind of like pops out of the movie, you know, kind of thing. I, I, I've heard the same criticism of the movie Vice with um, Christian Bell playing uh, Dick Cheney, where yeah. clearly he is masterful in playing Dick Cheney, but never do you forget that that is uh, Christian Bell. And even more so, Steve Carell playing uh, Donald Rumsfeld. <laughs> the whole time, like, and it's true, when I watched the movie, I was like, Every scene, oh yeah, there's Stephen Carell. Oh yeah, that's right, he's playing Donald Rumsfeld. Yeah, but I also don't think you have you a know. good visual of what Donald Rumsfeld looks I like do. either. I do. Oh, do you? Oh, yeah. My bad, I didn't mean to call you out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do, for sure. <laughs> uh, and the other movie that I got to watch so uh, is uh, Russian Doll. And it's not a movie, it's oh. the, the short. I've been hearing about this, How I have no it? idea. So I, I will say, if you haven't seen it, so it was advertised a lot, so I'm guessing a lot of people, a lot of our listeners have probably already seen it. I would say Russian Doll is... Uh, is a great. Uh, I would say it's better than Velvet Buzzsaw. Wow! But uh, oh, by the way, I like the Velvet Buzzsaw too. Yeah. So uh, I, I don't know if a, can I say it's a, like horror Groundhog's Day. I don't know, like a darker version of Groundhog's Day. Oh, okay. I heard it described. I heard something described as that, and that must be what it was. It's yeah. created by Amy Poehler. Oh, really? Oh, amongst other people too. Yeah. Yeah. The the Russian doll. Mm-hmm. Nice. Shout out to her. Was it funny? Uh, there, there is some funny stuff. You know, the, the actress who was in Orange in the New Black is Orange is the New Black, who's the star of Russian Doll. She, her character, I don't know her name, but her character is supposed to be, um, you know, kind of quirky and somewhat unlikable. And (laughs) she may be funny, but in her, like, if I ever knew her in real life, I would never hang out with her. <laughs> oh, <laughs> she really? seems like she's a, a good friend of mine. She liked one of my tweets one time. <laughs> oh, really? Uh, well, <laughs> we go together now. Yeah. So, uh, so the uh, the the premise of the show, yep. if I may read just the two sentences, is the Russian doll follows a young woman named Nadia on her journey as a guest of honor at a seemingly inescapable party one night in New York City. She dies repeatedly while at this party, and she is just trying to figure out what the hell is going on. Yeah. Yeah. They should put a, a ban on dying until we figure out what the hell is going on. Yeah, and it's a. I would say it's a. It's a. Go watch it. It's good. Okay. All right. It's a, it's in the queue. In the queue. I'll, I'll try it out too, man. Yeah. Okay. But because I, the way the way I started watching it one night and I was like, oh, I'll give out. I'll give one episode a take, and then I just watched the whole entire thing, start to finish. So I was like, it was like it's one in the long. morning. Yeah, it was like from I don't know, it was like four or five hours. The whole entire thing yeah. to watch. Eight so. episodes, three minutes each. Yeah. Okay. So for me, the thing I've been watching the most, uh, I have all these serious shows in my queue that I can't watch because all I'm doing is cooking and like playing on my phone. So I, I needed something that I could put on and zone out. And so I caught up on the Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, which is one of my all-time favorite shows. It is just good, clean American fun. Joke, 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 joke. Just, just joke. Uh, uh, what's the, what are those guns? A joke Gatling gun is being shot at you. <laughs> and, and Titus is a revelation on that show. I don't know how who discovered him or how they discovered him, but he makes the show and it's amazing and I love every bit of it. <laughs> uh, oh, also, uh, just here on the Junto Show, I am putting it out in the universe. If there's any justice in the universe, then uh, Liam Neeson goes away and all of the roles that he would have been cast in should now go to Mads Mikkelsen. And I also uh, would do- donate to the GoFundMe to Photoshop Mads Mikkelsen's face into all of <laughs> Liam Neeson's old movies. <laughs> I might go watch Liam Neeson's new movie, Code Pursuit. It's got good reviews, which is uh, yeah. just a shame that for some reason. <laughs> uh, I might go watch it. Oh, uh, <laughs> this freaking Liam Neeson. Uh, <laughs> I heard his uh, his next movie after Cold Pursuit 
given the light of his new uh, new, newfound uh, racist beliefs, is that he's going to be uh, take it, take taken take in word take <laughs> in word okay <laughs> or uh, taken with three Ks I saw on, online today. <laughs> okay. I edit that out. Is it taken? <laughs> taken. I had a couple more of those. Um. <laughs> One more thing I'll add is I'm looking forward to Netflix's new original uh, show coming uh, February 14th, I believe, The Umbrella Academy, yeah. based on a comic book, which I read back in the day. I don't know why I thought that was like a movie movie. That's a series, yeah, and it stars my girl, Ellen Page, so I'm looking forward to seeing her in some new was stuff. Was that an anime? Not that I know of. Okay. Maybe, though. There's a lot of anime out there. Yeah. Uh, oh, speaking of anime, uh, we got Battle Angel Alita coming out Ooh. next week. You guys excited for that? I'm I'm tentatively excited. You know, I every time I watch these movies, they seem to disappoint, but the hype is always there. Like I remember, what was the first movie that came out like this? It was um, is it the Scarlett Johansson what, Avatar? No, it was it was older than that. It was a, Avatar. It was a, it was before that. It was like an early two thousands Dragon Ball. <laughs> it was about uh, this in the in uh, inside the Earth. There were like these demons and Hellboy. No, oh man, I have to find the thing. Maybe. Like how far? This is the '80s movie. No, this is like early 2000s. So I'll, I'll say we should know this. Constantine. No, earlier than that. Who's the star? It was it was animated. It it was CGI. CGI. Yeah. CGI demon. It was a theater full theater release. Uh, I believe so. Yeah. Final Fantasy. That movie it might have been. It might be Final Fantasy. The Spirits Within. That movie is good. That's one of my favorite movies. The Final Fantasy movie. I love that movie. It's one of the first movies where they're bragging about like the hair follicles. You can tell by the hair and all that good stuff, how good CGI has come. Yeah. I don't know if it holds up or not, but when yeah. I first saw it, that movie was a revelation. It was good. <laughs> it was good. So with Battle Angel Alita, I saw that they were making it into a movie, and I was like, an anime? Is it based on uh, like a live action movie based on an anime? And I was like, I haven't seen this one. And I'm like, I consider myself an anime connoisseur or whatever Japanese for connoisseur is. And so I went and watched the Alita Battle Angel anime to see what what I was missing out on or whatever. Not that good. <laughs> uh, it had some cool action scenes or whatever that I'm looking forward to seeing on the movie screen. But the actual anime, I was like, I guess you could watch it. It was old. It's old, too. So maybe like one of whoever, the dude, saw it when he was a kid and liked it. But uh, that said, the casting for the live action movie based on the way the guys look in the anime, mm-hmm. stupendous. Really? I'll, I'll give you that. I was just going to ask you, since you watched the anime, I, I, didn't, I should have known it's it based off of an anime, but... Should the uh, actors and actresses be Asian then? No, uh, uh, no, no, actually no. All right. So uh, the the dude that what's my boy uh, from from Django, the white dude from Django, the German dude, ah, the German, dude. whatever, the, the German, German dude. Anyway, the, that guy, I think <laughs> the, the, we're good at this. <laughs> the dude that he's playing was like, I think he was German in the in the anime, and then uh, Mahershala Ali. Like, if you Google the dude that Mahershala Ali is playing. In the one, the German dude looks exactly like the German dude, and then uh, Marshall Ali, he looks just like is a black dude. Like they, I mean, for like the main characters or whatever, I'm sure they're probably the background people should be Asian where they're white, like in all animes. But they did for the main characters in that movie, like it's photorealistic, damn near. It's a I'll give them that. All right, I'll trust your judgment on that since I haven't watched it. But uh, if there should be Asian people, then they should have casted Asian people. If not, I may still watch it. <laughs> 
hopefully what <laughs> yeah. they did was did that thing where they make it just like generic diverse city because I don't know that uh, it was set in any I don't think it was like set in Japan per se I don't remember that I think it was set in Future Metropolis Future Metropolis exactly yeah. so what they should do for this movie is just make it diverse I think is what you should be doing for all your movies really even like your old period pieces where it's like set in 1600s England if you're making it now just go ahead and <laughs> go ahead and make the the sister of the king black for no reason <laughs> Christoph Waltz. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why I couldn't think of that. All right. Anything else we want to add? Mm, I thought they had something else. Oh. Uh, the Oscars this year, uh, given all the Kevin Hart controversy, they uh, they announced their host for the Oscars. Have you guys seen who the host is going to be? Liam Neeson. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. <laughs> it's, uh, have you seen Johnny? Mm. The Oscar host for this year's Oscar is? It's hostless, right? No host. Yeah. Oh. No mm-hmm. host barred. <laughs> They're going to just uh, have all the celebrities just do it, and they said they tried it once in like '86, uh, I want to say, and it was a huge mess. So we'll see how it works this time. <laughs> Hopefully, they learn the lesson. I guess. Yeah. Apparently not. Obviously, should be easy enough to cue people on stage. Mm, get, get, just get a voice person in the booth upstairs. Like, all right, and here comes Bo Pew to introduce. Best actress. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. And for your host, God. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, Morgan Freeman comes out. All right. <laughs> hey, Bo, so I actually asked. Uh, we're almost done. I started uh, Foundation. The first one? Mm, I don't know. One of them. The, uh, he just discovered psycho history or whatever. Yeah, so is. that's probably the first one. It's Harry Seldon. Yeah, Seldon. And yeah. He, the emperor asked him to talk to him or whatever, and he's uh, regretting it. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, yeah, okay. that's the first one. Okay, yeah. So yeah, I'm uh, chronologically, chronologically, not whatever the word for when they came out is. Oh, okay. So you mean like Can- canonically, first one, not chronologically? Yes. Well, canonically, the first one is like iRobot. Oh, okay. Yeah, he said that too. Actually, uh, it's stupid. Okay, and uh, and that's the Uto Show. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. You got something, Johnny? Oh, I thought you said that. Okay, uh, so yeah, thank you very much for listening. Uh, please leave us a five-star review on iTunes. Tell a friend about us. Please subscribe to our Patreon page. I know we're asking a lot, but hey, we're worth it. So if you uh, like this, just uh, do any of the above things or all. And uh, thank you for listening. Leave us some feedback. You can tweet us at uh, at Pod or send us an email, which you probably might have been doing. <laughs> I need to get the password from both. <laughs> but yeah, leave us some feedback. It's uh, one, two, <laughs> slow down, <laughs> three, four. Is it a capital one? <laughs> and um, yeah, and so until next time, thank you guys for listening. We really appreciate you, and we hope to bring you some more content real soon. Uh, until then, I'm Lance. I'm Johnny. Good night, Bo. See you later. Bye.